Hey, this is Rodney E, the host of the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast, episode 27, about to come your way. We talk NBL expansion teams, Bronny coming to the NBL, and the Oracle has a very special new segment to unveil, all coming up on the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. This is what you call Garbage Time. Garbage Time! All right, welcome everybody to the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. I am Rodney E, the sport comedy pod god, and I am here with Frank and Matt again. The OG crew, the original crew. And we're back for uh, another episode. Uh, Matt, how you going, man? Mate, I'm pretty good. I'm pleased to be here and I'm looking forward to uh, talking, chopping up the week. Well, has it, was, what, has it been a week? Two weeks. Two weeks. The last two weeks in basketball, I'm looking forward to it. Excellent. And it's uh, it's awesome to have you here, man. We're, we're so glad to have you. Frank, how are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be back and uh, getting through the summer and the, and the sun stroking and, you know, all, all that type of, of business. you doing a have you? Oh, well, you know, it's the right weather for it, isn't it? Yeah, it's to be assumed, really, at this point. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we discussed that last week, what sunstroke, sun, last episode, sorry, what uh, sunstroke was. I bet you just said sunscrotum. Did you just say sunscrotum? <laughs> no, I said sunstroking. Yeah, well, sunscrote could be... Uh, That's something, you know, I don't know, I don't even know what that is, I don't even want to think about it. That's when your balls are out. That could be yeah. a thing. You don't want your balls out too long in the sun, though. This is not to do with basketball. This is just general, like, health, you know, general. We're not, yeah. we're not medical experts by any means, but uh, I, I would I'd think that's just general common sense. Don't leave your balls out in the sun too long. And you don't if want you, if, if, you, if you do put SP40 on that shit. Yeah, make sure. Well, SP50 if you can. Well, 50, yeah. One million if you can get it. It's a sensitive area. Always have a lead blanket on your balls. <laughs> <laughs> At all time to avoid skin cancer on your balls. Yes, during sunstroking. Or if you're near extremely high full radiation shit. Yeah, some a nuclear power plant or something. An X-ray. Yes. X-ray machine. That yeah. too. Good tips. Not really basketball related, guys. But <laughs> bit, great bit tips. off topic, but uh, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of something different for the audience there. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, social social media, Frank. Let's uh, let's have a quick update on that. How's the TikTok going? Because I don't have TikTok. I don't look at it. Uh, I get links sent to me for it, and I look at those. But that's it. How's ours going? Yeah, it's going all right. It's, it's uh, yeah, plodding along. Have you guys seen the reaction videos I've been doing on Instagram? Yeah, they're pretty good. I like them. <laughs> Some of those videos you put on, it like you know, it looks like you've just woken up and gotten out of bed. You, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I you, did you, see the Daniel Shrimp one where I was like, fuck, God has got fucking, you know, pushed into a fucking burning hedge or something. <laughs> <laughs> you got the old sideshow bob hair going on. For some reason, it's always like that when I record those videos. <laughs> yeah. But it's, they're, now they're good. I'm not on social media much, but uh, the stuff I have seen has been, has been good. It, Congratulations, surprised. guys. Well, I'm just a bit surprised that that's what's getting the engagement. You know, I was pretty much just doing straight clips of the – 
episodes of the podcast, and not much else, you know, just liking other stuff and a comment here and there, but not really doing any other style videos. I'm just a bit surprised that that's what gets the engagement. I think, you know what I think? Half of it is the music. If you've got music in it and that's popular music, that can, yeah. obviously people just watch some videos because they like the music. Who knows? I don't know. At uh, GT Basketball Pod on Instagram and uh, Twitter. And is it, uh, what is it on TikTok, Frank? I don't know. Just fucking look it up. Fucking <laughs> garbage time basketball podcast. Just look. Fuck. Oh, sorry. I'm asking you to do uh, way too much work, aren't I, Oracle? Sorry. At G Time Basketball Podcast. G Time Basketball Podcast. There it is. Yeah. yeah. There it is. Go have a look. Yeah, do it. And uh, and follow it. if you can. Yeah. Facebook too, yeah. I believe. Guys, let's get into the uh, opening tip. The biggest thing I think that would stop this from happening, him coming here, would be LeBron is the face of the NBA. We created the G League <laughs> Ignite mm. to stop American kids from coming to Australia. How does it look for the face of the NBA to go to a league where, as the NBA, they have tried to silence this league. Kids get drafted from the NBL. They don't even say those three letters because it's validating how legit it is down here. You think we want the face of the NBA son to go there? Man, that is promotion you could not mm. pay for. This week's opening tip, I want to talk about uh, Bronny. Let's talk Bronny. All right. Now, how real do you think this is that Bronny will come to the NBL? Kesselman has himself said that it's a long shot. He said, this is a long shot. We don't really expect to land him, but there's conversations going on with his management, basically. And that's what's created a bit of a stir in the media here recently. But from what I've read from some of the American media, he's pretty much decided on college. Is that? Yeah, I thought it was between like Oregon was one of them. Uh, I remember hearing a list of colleges that he was basically. <laughs> USC, Ohio State. Oregon. What are the chances he lands in the Austra- in the NBL, the Australian League, just like uh, Lamelo? I, you know what? I don't think I don't think LeBron wants him coming here because he might be a bit too soft for the NBL. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You, you get exposed, like to to borrow a phrase from Corey Homicide Williams. This is you know this ain't yeah. no cupcake league. You're gonna get <laughs> fucking exposed here. Like the, the days of just any old import coming in and just dominate and getting thirty a game. That, that's long in the past. Like most imports are run out of town now. So if they're no good, yeah. yeah. If they don't have good fundamentals, yeah, they don't stick. I think you're, you're right, right. I think I don't think LeBron. I think LeBron probably doesn't want him to because he is soft and that's one. One of the reasons, but the other one is there's less games, I guess, to showcase him in. Yeah, but college is a fucking waste. Of, like, depending on who you are and what you're doing, college sports, college basketball is a waste of time, in my opinion. Well, it's going through a bit of a reform period, isn't it? It's trying to turn itself into the G League. Like, it's got these transfer. Like, basically, well, it's competing with that now, isn't it? Because yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The NBA obviously loves the G League, and you know those guys that that progress from there and are playing this season are, are doing pretty well. I'm a bit surprised that isn't being talked about a bit more. That he might do that. He might take the G League route, and the NBA might use it to pump the G League up, get viewing numbers up for that. Now that I think of it, probably college is a less less risky option for him. They can pander to him a little bit more, give him all the minutes he wants. Yeah, it's not going to be as hard. Give him the the ball when it's a, a big yeah. game and 
game on the line. The changes they've made in college sports recently basically have turned it into semi-professional. I don't see the point of it at all unless you're like an unheralded, unrecruited player who wants to make a name for himself. Like if you're if you're a big, highly recruited person, go and play in Europe. <laughs> if you really want to be tough. Options. Yeah, like if, yeah. if you really, really want to toughen up and, and put your skills to the test and learn from professionals, come to Australia, go to Europe. Play against hard men. Yeah, because I, I noticed recently in college sports, Frank, I don't, you probably have something to say about this too, but now it's basically if you want to transfer, she's ticked immediately. Like you can just transfer wherever you want to without any problem whatsoever. In the old days, it took a long time to transfer and I think you had to sit out a year too. Yeah, now it used to, it used to be de-incentivized, whereas now they just now switch. Yeah. It, there's a huge transfer a transfer portal sort of thing where right. where teams are swapping pl- players and dodgy shit. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to hear what Frank has to say about it and whether you'd like to see him down here in Australia. Yes, Oracle. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, from from what I've read as well that the NBL is chasing him, but yeah, I don't think he'll come to Australia because. I think he his old man will want you know the exposure, uh, the hype about him, and I don't think he'll get that here in Australia as much. Like here, you know, in Australia, will he'll get hype, but if he stayed in America, went to a college, there'd be more for him there, and I think that's what his dad wants. And he is getting the hype about him, but it's because his old man is not so much of how he plays. Like you look at his stats, and it's not they're not fantastic. And no, they're not. Yeah, he's uh, in the top 30 or something out of high school players at the moment. His team's doing relatively well. They're second in their division and 18 and 5 or something. But uh, uh, He's, he's yeah. not blowing it up. He's not blowing it no. up. No, you wouldn't say it's clear cut whether he's – I mean, LeBron's sort of attitude is oh, wherever Bronny thinks he's – he basically decides where he's good enough to play. That's LeBron's attitude. That's what he's said about. And I think that he also wants him just to play one season, get into the NBA so he can yeah. – so he can play a season with him. So he can play a season with him. I mean, yeah. 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 Who's looking forward to that except, you know, LeBron? I mean, he's the only person that's fucking looking forward to that, right? <laughs> fucking hell. It'll be a bit of a spectacle, I guess. It's never been done or whatever. So good on you, LeBron. Go for it, you fag. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry to anyone that offends, but geez, you know, LeBron. LeBong, James. I mean, if look, he should be cutting the cord and say, you know, Bronny, you do what you want. I'm here to support you. But he's totally stay- steering his career, and I reckon I don't think it'll be good for Bronny in the end. This is where he should be just supporting him and going, you know, you decide where you want to do, where you want to go. LeBron's sort of having too much influence in to what he does. It sort of it reminds me of fucking Levar Ball, and you know, yeah. and what the influence he had with his kids, and you don't want to see that. It's it's getting to that point. You don't want to see. It's sort of like LeBron is trying to live vicariously through Bronny, you know, by creating this situation where they play together on the same team in the NBA. So, and, I mean, it makes it, it makes it all a bit superficial because you just wonder if it, if that wasn't the case, would Bronny still make the NBA, you know, if his dad wasn't LeBron. And it, it's putting more pressure onto him with, you know, LeBron saying, I want to play with my son. And like, well, now he's got to be thinking, well, shit, I've really got to get my ass into gear and, you know. Yeah, man. Like it, it's, it's put added pressure onto him. Imagine if Bronny's sitting there thinking, geez, I really don't want to play with the old man. Yeah. yeah. Who the fuck wants to do that? 
I don't want to play with him, you know. Who the fuck would want to do that? Exactly. He might be sitting there just hating this whole situation. Look, let's let's hope he, he's able to rise above it and he and he can actually be a decent NBA player. I personally want to see that. I want to see him succeed despite all this. I'd love him to be, like, way better than LeBron and then talk shit about his old man when he's dominating in the NBA. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I yeah. There is also the other way where they fucking crash and burn like most of LeBron's teams have done recently. And then and then LeBron Jr. gets traded to the fucking Nuggets for, you know, draft picks or something because yeah, they're blowing it up. I mean, it's a business. It isn't a fucking... Yeah, well, it like, he'll get shown out by that too. He'll get exposed. If LeBron is secretly thinking, oh, I don't want him down in the NBL because those guys play hard. You know, the NBA will eventually do that to Bronny as well if he's not. If he can't, you know, yeah, he can't yeah, even. that's why I reckon it, it would be for his personal growth the best option to come to the NBL because you really yeah. find out what you're fucking made of. He'll know himself whether he can uh, stand up to a bit of punishment. Yeah, gets pretty physical in these NBL games. Now, saying that, if he does come to the NBL, which team do you think is Sydney. best suited for him? Sydney, Sydney, biggest audience. Sydney is yeah, that's good. Brisbane, oh. Brisbane as well, maybe. I think he's going to get – well, I'm just thinking in terms of how much, you know, can he be integrated into a system immediately. Brisbane. Sydney will make way for him, but Brisbane, uh, the, he could just run the t- – it'd be his team. It'd be his well, team automatically. Yeah. I, I would expect that Sydney's roster will have a few holes in it after this season, especially like Cooks would probably go to the NBA, you'd think. He'll get a shot. Yeah, yeah and uh, Vucevic. Not Vucevic. Vodonovic. <laughs> the the sucker bitch, whatever you know that guy, the real fucking uh, dead eye shooter. Yeah, DJ. Yeah, DJ. He's probably going to the NBA as well. So yeah, I think you'll get a shot too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, let's keep it uh, on the NBL theme. Let's talk about expansion teams in the NBL. NBL unrivaled. This is a world class league. Matt, the Gold Coast. Are they coming back? I don't think so. You don't reckon? Nah, nah. I would be very surprised. I'd be very surprised. In fact. I noticed recently Larry Kesselman, who is the CEO of the NBL, he had uh, recently has been the CEO for a thousand NBL games now. It was a few weeks ago, has I think. He? Oh, okay, yep. Yeah, That's and it's it, it it really is amazing to see the turnaround in since the league he over. Yeah. since he took over. It is night and day. It is recent history where Sydney couldn't even fucking feel the team and had their li- hand their license in. Yeah. Like at his recent history. That's within the last ten years. Now the league is stable. The standard of the basketball. The best it's ever, in my opinion, the best it's ever been. And it seems like it continues to improve as well. The ceiling keeps rising. Yes. This t- talk of an expansion team right now, I know they want, how many teams we've got at the moment? We've got nine teams, right? Is that? Ten. We've got ten teams, do we? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just a little apprehensive about an expansion team right now. I, I know at the start of the season they were saying Darwin. Darwin's been talked about as well. I think that's a pipe dream as well. I don't think, I think having three teams in Queensland is, uh, I don't know, I think that could be a dicey proposition, especially since the Hawks are doing so poorly. And I don't even mean from a basketball standpoint. I mean from from a uh, business standpoint. From a business standpoint, they're doing extremely poorly. It was a sort of a perfect storm for them when Gorgian left, all their big players left as well. Yeah, it was a bit of a... It was a bit of a clusterfuck, yeah, yeah. And kicking the pants to that organisation. and uh, So they're on, on court poor, but their attendance record... Well, the crowd attendance at their games has been poor for a long time. Apparently, financially, they're like shaky, which is a scary thing because the league is so strong. To have a team go under at this point while they're talking about expansion teams, I think is uh, Yeah, so you're saying that bullhardy. the Hawks could potentially drop out and be replaced. By yes, 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, you look at their uniform. Every team in the league has a has a uniform chock full of sponsors. How many sponsors do you think the Illawarra Hawks have on their uniforms? Is it is it less? I mean, I yeah, just it's question. one. Oh, it's only one. It's one sponsor. Yeah, not doing well. They could be on the way out. The uh, the old Illawarra Hawks, which is unfortunate because they got a good basketball history and uh, founding team, like a founding team of the NBL, one of the original teams. Team. So instead of talking about expansion, maybe we should be talking about moving the Hawks to a different place. So it, yeah, relocating. Well, and the reason I say this is because recently, in the last uh, was it two or three years. They were called the Illawarra Hawks. Then they changed their name to the Wollongong Hawks. Uh, yes. But then everyone in that area said, boo, we hate Wollongong. Change it back to Illawarra. Yep. So they changed it back to Illawarra. And then the fans still refused to turn up to their games. So they apparently care about what the team is called, but they don't care enough to turn up to the actual games. How do you think they'd feel about moving to Canberra? Or well, Newcastle even. Well, yeah, Canberra, Newcastle, Fremantle, and the other place, I think, is New Zealand. Having another team in New Zealand is, right. I think. Yeah, New Zealand could support another team, right? Like, Yeah, an entire country should, I mean, there should be like. <laughs> should should be able to, yeah. Yeah, at the moment, they're drawing their talent from a whole country. So I think they it'd be. Split that, yeah. For the sake of parody, you know, a second New Zealand team could work. I mean, we should give them every opportunity, the Hawks, to try and right the ship. But I'm just saying, expanding right now while the Hawks are struggling so hard is fucking is totally stupid. Yeah, they're prioritising the wrong thing. The NBA yes. at the moment. That's a good point and very sensible. Which is, um, it seems out of place for this podcast. Uh, to be quite honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other the other thing too is, I think the NBL really wants the Hawks, if they're going to move, to move to Sydney. So there's two Sydney teams. Right. But mm. when the Kings came back into the competition after they fucking shit the bed and couldn't fucking, you know, pay for their license and things like that, since they came back in, they've got a clause in their fucking contract that I think there can't be a second NBL team in Sydney until 2026. I wasn't aware of that. So, so to sort of guarantee revenue yeah, going to, to the same place until then, I guess they projected it. Well, to that far and thought, well, yeah, we should be right from here on in, but until then. To guarantee an audience, basically, to guarantee a yeah. fan base. And they get over 10,000 to that. Arena, well, yeah, right? yeah. That or being up, said, Sydney fans love to support a team that's winning. Yes. Well, when the die. Kings aren't doing well, they sort of die <laughs> off a fair bit. But That's true. They're a bit, uh, little, a little bit fickle. Up, that's up true. North that's there. true. But I think the NBL's like, we want to keep, if they're going to move, we should keep them in New South Wales. Yeah. Well, you want to do mm. something that makes that current fan base want to keep supporting them too. Yeah, so they're not at least – yeah, because if you move the Illawarra Hawks to free They can't afford say, to lose them. They can't yeah. afford to lose them, I don't think. No, no, they can't. Look, the whole thing is kind of uh, taking away from a fantastic season and a fantastic end of this season too where, where it's just been enthralling basketball. But we'll, I guess we'll see in the next six months what's going to happen there with the Hawks. Definitely. And I want there to be a Hawks team in the NBL as well. I don't want them to change into something else. So it was the West, was the, the West Sydney Razorbacks too, wasn't they, ages ago? Correct, yeah. Yeah. John Rilly, if I remember, Simon Dwight yeah, played for them, dom- took them to dominated. the NBL finals. Yeah. Dominated. They were great to watch. High octane. I like the Newcastle Fal- Falcons when they were in, in the 90s. They yeah, were good. That's right. Terry uh, Dozier. Terry, yeah, they had Dozier. They had uh, Tony Jensen. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah they did too. Yeah. I haven't said for many years. Uh, who they had? They had uh, Ben Melmoth. Melmoth. Oh, fucking. 
<laughs> we going back. Remember they were called that Newcastle went out, like fucking went out of business, and they changed their name to the Hunter Pirates for a fucking couple of seasons. I think it was. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Hunter. The Hunter yeah. Pirates. The Hunter Region Pirates. They didn't stay yeah. like that for long, I don't think. No, they went out of business. And we God, we don't want to go back to those days. No. We don't want to but go back well to the days that. where there's just fucking franchises popping up and disappearing like the fucking Singapore slingers. We don't we don't need that. We need a I think ten teams for right now is perfect. And if yeah. and later if we can financially if everything's healthy, every team is healthy and doing well, we could talk about an expansion team then. I wouldn't mind one expansion team being added, but I think when you do it, you have to do two. You have to keep the numbers to a rounder figure. I hate having that odd number of teams. Do you remember watching the Geelong Supercats and that stadium they played in? That looked like the Minor Dome. Yeah, I, that was that was a that. weird stadium. The, the arena. Yeah, that that was a really weird stadium, and as it had like typical sort of stadium seats on one side, but then it had like balcony seating on the other side. This <laughs> went straight up. You remember, it just had like three balconies going straight up on the other side. And there was just a straight wall on one yeah, side. That's right. And no seating. So and the the edge of the court was really close to the wall. I remember that. Yeah. I, I actually went to see the Harlem Globe Trotters in Geelong at the arena. I'll never forget that. I remember I, I remember watching Andrew Gaze dunk there one day on TV. <laughs> Strong work. Quickly to Gaze. Oh, Elliot coming up. No. Gaze! Outrageous. Look at Radke. The Tigers can't believe it. Andrew Gaze. Here we go. Look at this. Drives and... Oh. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Gaze dunking it. What a rare sight. I only went to that stadium once. It was to see Supercats versus the Newcastle Falcons. And it was when Shane Heal and Bobby Locke played for, I think Terry Dozier played for them as well at that point. Yeah, at Geelong. Yeah, At Geelong, yeah, yeah. Shane Heal, young Shane Heal playing for the Supercats. Wow. We're really, really winding the clock back here. Yeah. This is gold for all our hardcore NBL listeners. If you don't know, now you know. We go that ba- that far back when we talk about NBL stuff. So, yeah, the season's getting really, really interesting. Round 17 now. The Phoenix is still in it, Matt. We're still in there. Yeah, just by the skin of our teeth. Yeah. That injury to Pinder was bad. It looked real bad. Like, when he went down, I was like, what happened? And then... No one knew what happened. And then he's rolling on the ground. He gets up and then he's bleeding from his eyeballs. Yeah. And apparently he had three different lacerations to his eye. That's right. It looked pretty bad. Just from that elbow from... uh, Yeah, like sort of a glancing... Yeah, sort of a glancing blow there, wasn't it? But uh, he definitely didn't mean it. Like it was just no, sort no. of th- threw his arm down. And while Pinder was sort of jumping up for the rebound, it was just a yeah, just bad just, luck and just, yeah, wrong place, it's wrong time. a good time. example of really bad contact occurring, but it's it's actually just judged incidental. Yeah. And he just got back Pinder too. So hopefully, I mean, he'll probably, yeah, right. probably be out for the next game, but hopefully he can get back. I reckon, yeah, if it's just lacerations to, to his eye, I reckon he'd probably have a week off, but then you'll see him back. Yeah, I think there's like lacerations all like one on his nose, one above his eye, and one below his eye, I think. Look, yeah, it looks so bad. So, did you see that, Frank? That, no, I didn't see that. I didn't yeah. see that. Oh, man. You probably don't want to see. I mean, the actual incident doesn't look that bad, but he sort of goes down, rolls around, and he gets up, and then you can see where he's all cut. And I mean, he's screaming on the floor, too. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's just going, what's going on? He's re- he must be really hurt. And then he gets up and sort of uncovers his face. He's got all these cuts around his eye, and then it starts bleeding 
seemingly from where his eyeball is, you know. So he's yeah, like out of his eyes, sort of thing. Yeah. Wow. You know. Well, that was a weird game. That was. I mean, I was on the edge of my seat because like we lose them and the Phoenix are out. Right. But it wasn't a great game. Like Phoenix were just turning the ball over, crap yeah. offense, and then I was just waiting for the Taipans to <laughs> to turn it on and take over. Yeah. But just due to the again the brilliance, the individual brilliance of Mitch Creek and a couple of brain fades at the end there, turnovers from the Taipans, the Phoenix managed to get up by five points in a game that Taipans definitely should have won. They looked the better team to me. They looked like they were going to have our number by being better offensively at the end of the game. Occasionally you see the Phoenix catch fire towards the end of the game a bit, but not often. I usually, you know, when I'm watching them, they generally, they seem to fade a little bit at the end of the game, whether they've got a lead or or not, you know. Much like their season. Unfortunately, <laughs> but they're still in it, so. We've got to beat the Kings. Got to beat, beat the Kings. Got to beat the Kings. Yeah. Gotta and then that's you, it. Got to beat you, man. Like. Sorry, but fuck you. That's it for the Phoenix, though. That's their last game. And then everyone else has games in the like, – we don't play in the last round. So do results with other teams depend? Is it, yes. Does the spot depend on how the other results go too? I mean, if we lose that game, we have to hope everyone else loses. But if we win that game, we still have to hope everyone loses? <laughs> it's, it's, it's so tight. It's so tight really? at the moment. Between the, the teams that are competing for the final spots, yeah, there's yeah. less than one game separating. I mean – Multiple teams, so Melbourne's probably Melbourne United. As much as I hate to say it, are probably going to get in. And Perth or Tasmania. I mean, if they lose, especially if Perth w- loses one game, they're out. We have to hope that Perth loses, basically. Yeah. Yep. But they're, but they're playing fairly well at the moment. That's right. They've caught a bit of form, like United. Yeah. yeah. Did you see what uh, happened to the guy from Brisbane, Harry Froling? No. What happened to him? No. No. All right. So they. Oh, they, they played in Wollongong or Sydney, and uh, I think they won, and they went out to celebrate. They found Harry Froling on the sidewalk, just fucking allegedly a one-punch attack. Oh, no, really? Someone king hit him? Well, apparently, and uh, he went to the hospital, and he had a fractured skull and a bleeding on the brain. Jeez no shit. Christ. I did not hear about this. I did not hear about that, man. When did yeah, this happen? This was two days ago, apparently. So, Froling24 was removed from a nightclub around 2 a.m. In, in the morning after Brisbane's Saturday night win over Illawarra Hawks. He was walking down Crown Street when he was allegedly punched in the face by an un- unidentified man before falling backward and suffering his injuries. Jesus. Yeah. He's, he punched a fucking six foot eleven dude. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, um, man, he is so lucky. Yeah, he... Um, so, so lucky he's not dead. A 19-year-old man was arrested. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, he, he went to the hospital, but he discharged himself later on. But uh, he obviously then, hit his head, like like as he fell backwards, he obviously hit his head. He man, he's so he is so lucky. Yeah, and then uh, he, when he returned to Brisbane, he went back to hospital, and that's when uh, because he had he was complaining of headaches, and that was when okay, we'd better do some scans and shit, and found the fractured skull and the bleeding on the brain, and so and he's he'll miss, um, he'll miss he's, the remainder of the NBL season. I mean, the Bullets aren't going to be in the finals uh, in the playoffs, but. Uh, yeah, he's obviously going to miss the rest of the season because of that. And uh, what a cowardly act by whoever dude is who did it, you know? Yeah, so, and uh, yeah, so really he's, had, he's had surgery and he remains in hospital. He's in a stable condition. and We obviously wish him uh, full and uh, speedy recovery. Harry Froling there, who uh, that's <laughs> unfortunately, you know, you choose to go out for, you know, a few drinks on the town or whatever, the, the, the season's pretty much done. You don't expect someone to sucker punch you, do you, while you're just out relaxing. 
That's the no. old saying, mate, nothing good happens after 12 midnight. Yeah, 2 a.m., yeah, you want to be yeah. off the street before. I'm just reading the details here. I'm just reading some of the details about what allegedly happened, and it'll be interesting to see what it comes out in court. Can I just say, like, uh, I know it was a few weeks ago now, but, you know, the uh, the brawl that happened between Orlando and Detroit, and, you know, there was, a, there was a bit of a fight there between Wagner and whatever, but one of, I think it was Wagner who got punched in the back of the head. Now yeah, that, that was, um, that, was that with the Pacers? Oh, no, Detroit, you said. Detroit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was Killian Hayes or whatever that uh, punched someone in the back of the head and he was suspended for that. Yeah, but he was only suspended for three games. Only three games, though. Yeah, that, that seems light. Like, that's that's fucking. Ass. That's fucking very light. I mean, compared to, you know, Rodman, who, remember, he kicked the, um, the reporter. Yeah. He got 11 games for that. Now, yeah. punching a pie in the back of the head, you'd think that would warrant a lot more than fucking yeah. three the games. Yeah, NBA is notoriously soft. Uh, in suspending players, finding players for acts like that. I mean, you could put a player out for the rest of the season. There's got to be more, there's got to be less incentive for these guys to just be acting out like this on a basketball court. It, you know, it's not any part of basketball to be fighting and punching people, sucker punching people and smacking them in the back of the head. Fuck's sake. Exactly. Let's move on, fellas. Let's move on. And uh, I believe, uh, Oracle, you're going to drive this last bit. Uh, what's it called again? I don't know. You made up the name for it. I, <laughs> I Well, I just had an idea. I just had an idea written down for, for a segment. Um, and then you suggested this thing. So the name I have is... The Oracle's Mystical Magical Visions of the Future. <laughs> we need some, we need some like fucking magic. Maybe that needs work. Uh, I don't know. No, I, like, I like it. I like the name. It needs them in the magician fucking we'll have background sounds. noise. You know, I'll put shit in there, you know. Yeah. So uh, yeah, what's what's this all about, Frank? You know, I sort of uh, had some time on my hands, and um, oh you know, really? Okay. Yeah, so you know, I started rubbing the old balls again and <laughs> let them hang out as they do. You know, a bit lower than usual See, because seeing what sort of visions you can conjure up. I predicted that Boston was going to beat Miami in seven, which came true, and and then uh, I predicted Golden State to be to beat Boston in six, which you fucking hated for me, but you know, fuck you, I don't care. Um, I still hate you. Oh, no. That's okay. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, some ongoing rubbing of the balls. and well, This uh, is why we call you the Oracle as well, just to insert that. Sorry to cut you off, but you're the Oracle. I mean, uh, we expect you to have these visions and tell us about them. That's it. And, you know, like, as I said, the summer, the heat, rubbing of the lowered balls. All the sun stroking. The sun stroking. Couldn't find the SP50, so the balls had to go back in. But, you know, so I had some visions and some gut feelings, which, you know, that's what drives a lot of these these predictions I have. And I've come up with a bit of a list. Hit us with the list. All right. So the first one is I predict Dallas will win a championship in five years. In the next five years, Dallas win a chip. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, they've got one of the best players in the game. Um, but also, within the next couple of years, they're going to have a lot of salary cap room. So they're going to add. A, I think they're going to add some a couple of really good players to surround Luca because I think Luca will say, you know what, you got a couple of years, or I'm out of here. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's that type of player. Spot on. 
So the next one, I predict the NBA within the next 10 years will do something about resting players. What do you think they'll do? About You're talking about the load management. Well, I think that in the future, it's, uh, you know, with teams resting their superstars players, I think you'll have fans and families not turn up to games because little Jimmy wants to go and see fucking Bronny James play. And then, you know, well, is he going to play? Easy. Yeah, but it's the second game of a back-to-back. The teams have got him down as probable or questionable or something. You're saying yeah. that uh, people are going to see that and go, well, I'm not going to bother because he's probably going to sit out. I yeah. agree with you, Frank. I think I agree with you there. I think in addition to that, the owners, I think, very soon are not going to put up with this soon, I think. I think in the next like contract negotiations they have with the players' union – this will be part of it. I think that you, yeah. I think you'll see the money go way down if load management. Yeah, like, if you're not going to play, if you guys are just going to fucking yeah. sit out, then we're not going to give you these fucking yeah, max you'll be, contracts. You'll be ineligible. Yeah, like certain parts of the contract, or or just the fucking you know help that negotiate the maximum contract and all that sort of stuff. The maximum will go way down, and by doing this, they're kind of fucking themselves out of money. Could be. Yeah. So that was one of them. Now the next one, I predict. The NBA will join NASA <laughs> in space exploration. Space Jam 3, filmed on the moon. You, well, you, you're not too sort of far away where I'm leading, where I'm leading you to. A game, in, a game on the International Space Station. A, spa, a, a basketball court in space. Oh, well, that, that's not, not a bad idea, actually. But, yeah, but How no. How would you the, do that, the, <laughs> the reason behind this is so they can find some aliens and recruit them to play in a fucking all-star game because it is so fucking shit nowadays to boost TV ratings. Just to say something about this year's all-star game, the lineups are being revealed on game night or something? Yeah, they. so you'll have uh, you know, that? both captains. They're going to choose on game night? Yeah, on game night. They, they'll have – it's like, you know, picking players – Yep. Um, from the street. So, you know, they'll be all in their uniforms or whatever, and um, they'll say, I want him, I want him, I want him, I want him. For some reason, I think people do really want to see that, more than the actual game. I think they're more interested in that part than they are of the dudes actually playing the game. There's a hot take for you. Yeah. What else you got, Frank? Oracle? What else? What other mystical visions of the future have you got? <laughs> I predict there'll be a first ever for a goaltending call. I predict that a player will use his mong dong <laughs> to block the ball because. What? <laughs> Someone's going to use their fucking Someone's... snag to, to block the ball, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. It'll happen. It'll, it'll be like someone <laughs> someone trying to do the hurdles or some shit. And yeah, he's, he's just going to flop his old fucking Roger out and fucking <laughs> block it with his. Going to whip it out and try and fling it at the ball on its yeah. way to the basket, a la Bill Walton with his shoe. He didn't think that was too good of an idea, so he he whistled me for a technical foul for uh, violating the spirit and the rules of the game. But yeah, except it'll be a big fucking dong. Dude, you should really you find a bookie to take money on all these things. <laughs> like, I'd like to see you put ten bucks on each one and just see which one pays out. And see if you end up a billionaire. Yeah, yeah you probably would be. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's a good one. I like that one. Unlikely, but uh, I like it. Well. You say that's going to happen in the next 10 years? I'm just predicting it. There's no uh, there's no timeline on this one. No, no firm timeline. Okay. No. So the next one is, I predict the NBA will change some rules to limit scoring as it is getting out of hand. Why don't they just play first to 100? 
Well, they do that in what's uh, what's it? There's a tournament before the NBA season starts. I can't remember what it's called, but there is a tournament where it's like in the last quarter, it's like the first team to score fucking 15 points or something like that. Well, don't they call that an Elam ending where they yeah. decide the the winning score before the end of the game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. I, yeah. Look, I personally like it. I don't know. Would definitely limit game times. You know. Yeah. Keep it more consistent. The game time more consistent. I reckon some games would be way way shorter probably if there's a lot of scoring or they just they just adjust the final score to match the current rate of scoring in the game you're consistently getting games now where teams are scoring between 130 to 140 now and it's fucking getting out of hand up to 150 yeah yeah imagine you know some of these games going double or triple overtime well they're gonna be scoring 180 190 now i hate it when it starts going overtime because you just know that's going to be that part just the overtime part will be drawn out Rarely do I like it. And rarely is the quality of the basketball that good because the players are pretty fucked by then. Uh, right, next... Oracle, any, any more? Yeah, fucking oath. All right, so, keep going. All right. I predict Ume Adoke will open a brothel so you can go, <laughs> so you can, so you can go fuck clogs, moccasins, high heels, hey, boots. Hey, hey, gentlemen's club. With... Gentlemen's club, it'll be called. <laughs> with Matt opening the first Australian one. Matt will have the first Australian franchise. Yeah, yes. I reckon right. there's some secret business deals going on between our very own Matt and Ime Yudoka, who's <laughs> quite the philanderer, as we learned earlier this year, last year, late last year. And uh, so next one is, I predict some billionaire cunt will start his own women's basketball league where they will play in lingerie, much like oh. the gridiron league, so men and women can watch bouncy titties. Someone will do it, won't they? Someone It'll happen. Will and they'll probably cable, they'll, cable network in America will go, yeah, let's give this a go. Why not? And I'll probably get paid more WNBA plays too. A big yeah. audience uh, for it, I think. Yep. <laughs> uh, I predict the NBA will never change the regular season from 82 games. You don't think they'll ever reduce? No. I think... I think it's uh, unlikely too. I think you're right. It's uh, it, it will start fucking around with NBA records and things like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, do I don't think it'll ever happen. Too much revenue rides on it. Well, that too. I mean, the owners want to will want to make the money. You know, they've got bills to pay. They've got stadiums to keep open. They've got All salaries and yeah. So expenses the, the, just keep piling up. You know, things just get more and more expensive in America. So. Yep. You can imagine that uh, people are going to want to make as much of their own money out of it as possible. It is a business, as we keep saying. It's a huge business. I've got three more to go. All right. All right. I, I predict Sacramento to finally win a ring. How? It will happen on a remote island owned by crab people. <laughs> crab people. That's what the balls told me, man. <laughs> I'm just I'm just going with it. I know. You're just a vessel for these uh, visions of the future. Yeah. Keep going. I predict Rod to put his fist through the wall one day watching the Celtics play. <laughs> wow. That's almost already happened. Yeah. But not yeah. so much this season, more last season. It'll happen. <laughs> yes. I'll let you know when it happens. Yes. And the last you one. right. <laughs> the last one is I predict that America will not be the powerhouse it used to be in the Olympics, but will have to fight for the bronze medals. Right. At the next Olympics. The other countries will have strong enough teams to, to really uh, challenge the, the best um, players. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you look at the European players playing in the NBA now, but also it's not just that. It's the way the 
European players, teams play, and the Americans aren't just aren't used to it. Last 10, 15 years, it, it's fucking boomed. America isn't that powerhouse anymore. And and the NBA still doesn't really recognise FIBA that much in the way they interpret all the rules and stuff. So yes, yeah. that leads to that them having to adjust in the Olympics. You know, they have to adjust the way they play. They're not used to playing like that. And, you know, it might not happen next Olympics or the one after that, but, you know. Yeah, I think other countries gonna get, happen. get good enough where, I mean, you saw what Larry Markin did in, in Eurobasket with Finland. I mean, that's that's only going to keep happening, I think. Yeah. They had Oscar Schmidt at the Orlando game today. You know, that did they? Is, they uh, that Brazilian guy, yeah. All-time leading scorer in FIBA history. Correct. Yeah. Uh, was it, he had like something like fifty? Was it fifty nine thousand points all up? Uh, an incredible amount of points, more than any NBA player has ever Is scored. Is uh, Gay second? Andrew Gay second or third? I think he's up there. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure where, but uh, yeah, he's definitely one of the one of the top FIBA scorers. Did you know the reason why he didn't come to the NBA? He didn't want to be ineligible to play for the national team. In <laughs> yeah. There was, there was that as well, but he was drafted um, in the seventh. Indiana was it? In the, I, I don't know who was, who it was, but apparently he was drafted in like in the seventh round. Yeah. Back then, and he felt extremely disrespected about yeah, that. Yeah, that's so. disrespect. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Drafted me seventh seventh round. How many other players players drafted before me? How good yeah. am I? Yeah. Fuck you. I'd heard him tell a story once where he said, just did it just to fucking get back at the NBA where they were offering him contracts. He said, I'll only sign a contract if there's a no-cut clause. I think Indiana, I think it was Indiana, offered him one and said, no-cut clause, you'll fucking get like a, I don't know, two or three-year deal, you can't be cut, you get paid out and stuff like that. You just fucking tore it up and said, fuck the NBA. Yeah, yeah, stood firm. Yeah, he was actually there in the in the crowd for that game. They showed him and talked about him a bit. Yeah, guy's a legend. He is. He absolutely is. Any more, Frank? No, that's it. That's it. That's the end of your visions. That's that's all that came out of your balls. That <laughs> well, that was a mega load, man. Come on. Yeah, it was a pretty big load. I I will give you that load management. <laughs> that's what we'll call that segment. <laughs> I'm just joking. All right, cool. Call it there. That's uh, that's pretty good. I I enjoyed that episode. Well done to everyone involved, including me. Thanks, Rodders. I'll let you guys get out of here. Thanks for coming on, Matt. Always uh, always a pleasure, mate. Good to chop it up about uh, plenty about the NBL this week. I thought I'd, I thought I'd pander to you a little bit this week and let you go nuts on the NBL. Um, yeah, Peter. Thanks, mate. That it's uh, well, it's getting real interesting, it, and I think everything we talk about it is is correct. If you don't watch the NBL, and I, I watch it every week, and I'm never disappointed in the games. Occasionally, I'll go, oh yeah, this is this is over. You know, it gets a bit non-competitive with some team, but for the most part, I think for the majority, games are just incredible things happening in the game. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree with that. Thanks for all your your magical visions there, Frank Oracle. Uh, I'm uh, Can't yeah, wait for more of those. Always happy to uh, drop a load. <laughs> Rub the balls and drop a load of magical vision. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. Uh, yeah. Th- thank you for listening to the Garbage Time Basketball Podcast. Our loyal listener, thank you very much for supporting this uh, Supporting us through creating this podcast and talking hoops back again soon. I think we're doing these probably every two weeks, right? Guys? Yeah, I think yeah. so. 
Yeah. Every two weeks, that seems to be what's working now. So fortnightly, I think that uh, gives us plenty of time to put a bunch of basketball stuff together. So see everyone in two weeks. I just kept thinking about uh, if you remember from the Late Show um, back in the 90s, when Santo Chilaro had his stage, stage of, of mystery. mystery. <laughs> yes, I do remember. Now I'm going to juggle eight fruits at the same time. <laughs> Mick, hand me the can of fruit salad. <laughs> you, sir, you, sir, you, 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 you. Someone made that guy's moustache disappear. <laughs> What do I have? Ink my hand. Ink my hand. <laughs> and what was Mick's answer to that? A pen. <laughs> what said, do uh, I have in my hand this time? A magazine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mick, <coughs> what do I have in my in my <coughs> in my in my hand this time? <laughs> <laughs> uh, packet of butter menthols. <laughs> oh, jeez! One of my favourite skits of all yeah. time. That one. <laughs> and then it was the music that happened afterwards. You know. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. Exactly. <laughs> I think I'll just I'll do that as the outtake. Us talking about stage of mystery. <laughs> Someone might. Someone might. Someone might.